Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I am so happy to be here with you today with Anne Fields. She is a very well-respected uh, coach in the corporate universe, and she's going to talk to us today about leadership. And thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Anne, you're a coach. What does that mean to our listeners? You know, coaching is sort of the hot topic these days. To our listeners who aren't quite sure what a corporate coach is, what do you do? Great question. Um, a lot. Of, I get that a lot, um, that people don't understand what coaching is. And I liken it to training. Um, my personal niche is I got my start in hospitality where I worked in places where the culture was um, not so great. Um, and so I started my own company, Personalized Coaching Solutions. And what I do is I help executives and teams and leaders eliminate friction and move dysfunction from their office so that they can create a, a successful culture. And when I come in, I'm basically coming in and looking at how leaders are impacting their companies. And I will basically be someone who's sitting on the sidelines watching looking at how they're interacting. And then I'm giving them examples of ways to improve their culture. I am not giving them the solutions. We are talking, we are a team. It would be like a football coach. A football coach is telling you how to do something, but really the player is the one who is in charge of making things happen. Okay, so it sounds like, first of all, it's all about collaboration. Yes. Now, second of all, I find this interesting because, of course, very few of us in leadership roles want to admit we have any dysfunction or friction. So how does this come about? Like, what, what happens? I mean, I know running my own law firm, I try so hard to make sure that everything goes the way it should. And as you saw this morning, um, it doesn't always work that way. How do people find you? And how do they get the self-realization that, wow, I think I need a coach to help me deal with my culture? You ask really great questions. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who are very technical-minded or financial-minded and their business is booming in their head, but they have such high turnover. And when you think of friction, a lot of people think of this outright hostile work environment, but I imagine it as like this sneaky little beast that starts and kind of just slowly builds into this fire. And I have a friend and she's like, I love what I do, but sometimes I hate going to work because my boss, he is just like this brilliant numbers guy, but he's a terrible people person. He doesn't have those skills. So a lot of times I'm brought in by an HR person who's like, you know, we have a lot of turnover, we're hiring, we're firing. Let's just take a look at things. And it, it does take a, a person who is comfortable with an outsider coming into their business. And there's a lot of times where people say, I don't have a problem. We are fine. Look at my numbers. And I say, that's well and good, but let's talk to your team. And so what I do is I do assessments of their team in private and everything is confidential. So I ask a, a ton of questions and some things are like, do you have gratitude in your office? Is your leadership being held accountable are there rules in place for everybody but their leadership? And I ask, you know, a hundred questions and it's all confidential. 
And then I'll go back to the leader and I'll say, here's what we found. And every, again, nobody is being mentioned. And they're like, wow, I had no idea. And a lot of times they are truly in the blind. So I come in a lot of times through the HR person, um, but a very well, um, I think you said it, self-aware person will, will hire me as well. So what is the most common type of friction you see? I mean, one of the comments you made, Anne, that I think is important, when I first met you and we were talking, I thought friction is somebody yelling or screaming mm. or being really mean and rude. But friction doesn't even have to look evil on the, on the surface, right? Friction can be brewing at the bottom. When, yes. Okay. Yes. Talk to us about that. You are so right on the market, that one. And what I like to say is, is usually the problem and the solution is shaped at the top. So friction is what is allowed in the company culture. And this, for the longest time, people often think outright hostility, toxic work environment. But they can be things like new hires not being trained correctly. They can be things like employees don't feel valued or heard. And maybe sometimes it's things like that when someone does something great, the leader takes credit for it. And the person who actually came up with the idea, stuff like that, where it's these little things that are brewing. And it could absolutely be where re retribution and retaliation are common and people are yelling. And that is that can absolutely be there, but there can be very passive aggressive type of individuals where you're maybe in your meeting and someone is doing offhanded remarks about you or, well, I wouldn't have done that if I were you. Things like that, that starts to build. And what really happens is people kind of take that and then like, okay, and then maybe they'll avoid somebody in the break room. And then all of a sudden you're not working together. And when you're coming to collaborate, nobody wants to be there and nobody feels safe. So maybe people aren't voicing their opinions. And then all of a sudden, this productivity that was up here is starting to come and way down in here. People are working overtime to get the exact same amount of stuff. People are burnt out. They're starting to look for other jobs and they dread coming into work. All of this is because maybe of this offhanded comment that is just not being addressed. And a lot of times is people are afraid to speak up because they don't want something to happen to them or they've never been made to feel safe. So I go in and I try to understand people's personalities. And so I do this by doing a disc assessment. And what that does is that tells people their strengths and weaknesses and how to work together. And it's basically creating a map and a bridge that if you can think of two arms reaching out together and really bridging and reaching, you're stretching to meet my comfort and I'm stretching to meet your comfort. And I'm building this bridge for people to map how to work in a better cohesive environment. That is so interesting that you brought that up. We did a DISC assessment in our firm last year, and it was so enlightening to figure out like, oh, that's what makes that person tick, or that's yes. what makes me tick, and I didn't even realize it. I mean, one of the things my grandmother used to say um, is the fish rots from the head down. She was from the South, and she would always tell me, honey, the fish rots from the head down. You've got to be a good leader. And I think the problem is most of us are not born good leaders. Yes. I don't yes. like conflict. I want everyone to be happy. I want to try to make everyone happy. And then, of course, when you try to make everyone happy, you're going to, by definition, make someone unhappy. Yes. And it's sort of how do you how do you create a culture where everyone can 
feel comfortable speaking up, but where you don't give everyone their way, right? Because that's right. that's a really big challenge for me as a leader is I want everyone to get what they want, but I can't give everyone what they want because people want different things. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot to realize somebody is frustrated or disappointed. What's tough is how do you fix it? How do you go back and try to remedy it? And I think even when you try to be a very open-minded, progressive leader, to me, this stuff is not common sense. Like, you need help to try to figure out, okay, how could I communicate this better? Or how can I address this issue? Or how do I make sure that people understand that I considered what they said, but there may be reasons I couldn't do what they wanted that they're not, you know, privy to? Jen, you hit the nail on the head with that one. That is exactly why I started my company, because people are not born leaders. Uh, and that's why I come in and I would coach you and I would help you and we would create a plan together. It's all about collaboration. And in my head, you are talking to your team and saying, here's what we came up with as a group together. Here are some things that work. Let's try this. And I cannot fix every single problem right now. Let's try to get to the main ones first. And let's try some of these, but let's know it's not always going to work. I can't give everyone what they want, but what we're going to collaborate together as a team of let's see how this works. And as a boss, we stand over people, we micromanage them. But as a leader, we step back and we allow people to work to their ability. And what that means for me as a coach is I'm like you. I am super conflict avoidant, which is funny. I got into a, a business of all about conflict. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. I should love conflict, I guess, but that's just not the case. I want everyone to be happy, which is, again, why I started my company. But it's all about knowing if I'm a passive person, if you put me in the spotlight in front of a big, huge group, I'm probably going to shut down. But maybe if we have a one-on-one -on -one meeting before and we get my thoughts out, and then you can say, I can help you present that. I can, you know, chime in if you're uncomfortable speaking. But every time that we get together and you put me on the spot, am I going to do my best? No, probably not. But if you know that about me, and it's all about that path, where you might not be able to give everybody what they want, but they're collaborating and making their world happy. And they know as if you meet with them and say, hey, this isn't working. We tried it. Okay, great. You know, but I think employees... They want to feel heard. They want to be a part of their company. And no matter how great your product is, if you don't have the buy-in of your employees, you're never going to have a successful company because people are going to leave. And that's where I come in and it's help the, the leader understand that, that yes, you are the boss and what you say goes, but at the end of the day, you need your employees to run your company. Right. You can't do it by yourself. And I always right. tell clients that, you know, look, you may not have a perfect employee because guess what? None of us are perfect. But you've got to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to give people that advice than it is to do it yourself. So for folks who are, who are listening today, and some of them are lucky enough to have companies that could hire someone like you. And, you know, we'll definitely ask you how people can get in touch with you um, towards the end of the podcast. But can you give us just a few pointers, maybe for HR professionals or leaders who are listening who may not have the opportunity to retain someone like you, but just yeah. would love to have a couple of nuggets that they can put to work. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I, I love um, and I heard is called Open Space Day. 
And basically what it is, is it's a day where you invite everybody in your company. So say you have, you know, 100 people or say you have 10 people, whatever it is, you invite whoever can make it to this open space day. And you put up easels, you know, four easels. And you say, everybody has five minutes, you know, start here, break off, and just write things that you would like to see in your company. It could be, I would like to have a 30-minute lunch break instead of an hour. Whatever it is, people have the right to write whatever they want. They don't have to write their name to it. And everybody kind of rotates. You can have food, drink, or whatever you want, however you want to have it. But invite the janitor, invite the CEO, invite anybody who is employed at this company to come in and give ideas. And then, you know, maybe have three or four facilitators kind of go through the list and have those groups say, what do you think about this? I like this. I don't. How would this work? And just allow people to have these conversations. And that way, what you're doing is you are allowing from the very lowest employee there to have input in how the company is run. And again, not everything is going to work, but they can say, at least we try to get people's opinions. And then you can kind of understand a little bit of more about either what people are looking for in the office. But here's the key. And here's what one thing I want to take away is you can't have a group and say, well, that's a dumb idea. We're not going to do that, you know, because that just defeats everyone who is just like, this was my idea. Like I wanted to have a five, you know, minute time where I can go do yoga, whatever, whatever it is, how silly or whatever. But you have to be like, thank you so much. We can't wait. And then take it back and then disseminate this information somehow on a regular basis of how you're running your company from the perspective of what actually will work and what your employees want and meet in the middle. Because not everything is going to work. But at least this way, it's a, a great, and it's maybe it's, you know, once a year or maybe it's twice a year, but doing something for your employees that they feel input in their company and then they can see that into fruition, you are going to build their trust so much. I love that idea. We're going to do that because I just think that is the greatest idea to to try to get input. Because one of the things I do all the time during a firm meeting or during an attorney meeting is I'll say, okay, well, does anyone have anything they want to talk about? Or does anyone have any concerns? Does anyone have anything they need? And most of the time it's crickets. And yes. I think it's because I'm putting them on the spot and I, I don't mean to do that. I, I really do want to hear what their ideas and concerns are. But that sounds like such a nicer way to do it, where people can feel a little more comfortable putting whatever they want on that little sticky note and putting it up on that board. I love that idea. Yes. So what's great about this idea is whoever shows up, is that's, that is who you focus in and that's who you thank so much. And don't worry if you know this super high senior executive doesn't show up. Just focus on those people because those are the people who really are really looking forward to your company growing. And I think that is something that as leaders, we kind of look over as, oh my gosh, so-and-so didn't show up. What are we going to do? No, focus on those people who showed up and really give them like the pat on the back. I love that. And well, we're out of time, but can you let everyone know, how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in getting you on board? Yes. So you, you can reach me at my website, which is www.personalized coachingsolutions.com. And also you can sign up for my newsletter and um, I'm found on Facebook at a friction free culture. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, and it was so much fun to meet you and you're just chock full of good ideas. 
You have well, a you. wonderful rest of your day. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today. And we hope you'll join us next week. Enjoy your day. Go out and do something kind for someone. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 